0: Welcome to Unfolding Words. I'm your host, Tracia Moorings, and this is episode number 104, When Your Walls of Jericho Come Tumbling Down. 2020 has been a doozy of a year, hasn't it? Quite a few weeks ago, singer Eric Roberson posted a song on Instagram saying, if cancel culture is going to cancel anything, cancel 2020 like I know everyone can say amen to that, right? 2020 has brought so many unexpected changes and so many levels of discomfort into our lives. There's been so many unexpected and heartbreaking losses. We had the loss of Kobe Bryant. I think that happened even before the pandemic hit. COVID took away life as we knew it. Chaswick Bozeman passed away. There have been shooting deaths that were unprovoked. There's political uncertainty. 2020 is just one for the books. And if anything, 2020 has stripped us of our comfort zones, both collectively and individually. We live in Southern California. And just the other day, my family and I drove by Disneyland. And it was just weird to drive through that area and not see visitors everywhere. The hotel parking lots were empty. Disneyland, there were no rides going. It's just kind of an eerie thing to witness when you go to Anaheim. And the theme parks in Florida, Paris, Shanghai, Japan, and I think Hong Kong, the Disney parks have been able to reopen with a limited capacity of course, but California's Disney theme parks have been closed since the pandemic started. And they recently announced that they're laying off 28,000 workers. And we were talking about this in the car about if anybody had job security, it was Disneyland workers. Because if you've been to Disneyland, you know that it is packed out. And even locals have yearly passes to get into Disneyland. It's just the place the happiest place on earth that's always full. So for them to be laying off thousands of workers like this is just something that we would have never anticipated for this year. So to say that our comfort zones have been invaded is an understatement. Today, I'm going to take a look at the walls of Jericho from the book of Joshua. But I am going to approach it from a perspective that you may not have considered before, So a lot of times when we read this story about Joshua leading the children of Israel in to march and take over the city of Jericho, we think of ourselves as Joshua, the fearless leader who leads the people in to conquer the city. But more often than not, we are like those residents of Jericho tucked away, snug behind the fortified cities of the wall. Scripture says in Joshua 6 and 1, now Jericho was shut up inside and outside because of the people of Israel. None went out and none came in. The people of Jericho, they were not punks. They were not scaredy cats by any means. They were fierce and experienced warriors. And the people of Jericho were expecting the Israelites to besiege their city because they knew of the reputation of the God of Israel who fought for his people. They were scared, but they had one thing on their side, this fortified city. So in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter one, verse 28, the spies that were sent to check out the promised land in the cities of Canaan came back and said that, the cities were large with walls up to the sky. So even though Joshua had military experience, he had never led an attack on a fortified city like this. And so they were expecting to be in it for the long haul. And out of all of the walled cities in that region, Jericho was probably the most invincible of them all. And then when you look at Israel, they did not have the military strength to siege the city of Jericho, they didn't have battering rams or catapults, they didn't have moving towers. Their only weapons were slings, arrows, and spears against this very sophisticated city that had an army that was very well prepared. So, their weapons were like straws against the walls of Jericho, basically. So let me give you a little bit of background about Jericho. Jericho is thought to be one of the oldest, continually inhabited cities of the world. And during the time of the book of Joshua, Jericho was the most heavily fortified city in all of Canaan. It was believed to be unbeatable. Jericho was built on a hilltop with a number of walls and embankments made out of soil for fortification. And these walls were structured on a three-tiered structure plan. They were built on a three-tier plan. The walls started with a rampart or an embankment made of earth, which ran from the ground level upwards on an incline to a stone retaining wall. And this was the second tier. The stone retaining wall was about 12 to 15 feet in height on the top of the earthen embankment. And a 12 to 15 foot retaining wall was at the base of the hill with a 20 to 26 foot tall and six feet wide lower city wall on top of that. The total height of this construction was equal to a four story building. And then this earthen embankment sloped up to the upper city wall whose base was 46 feet above the plain below it. And this upper wall was also 20 to 26 feet and six feet wide, just like the lower wall. So this was no easy feat to defeat Jericho. So beside these walls that were very high and thick, Jericho also had a number of towers built on it. And the main inner wall was about 13 feet thick with an outer wall that was six and a half feet thick. And the walls were made of this reddish square mud brick, and there were reeds and wooden beams inserted into the structure so that the air could circulate and that there would be a structural link to the wall part. So this was very well thought out. And at the time, Jericho had these two walls that were separated 15 feet apart with these planks that spanned that gap. And then houses were built on this foundation. This is What many believe that Rahab's house was built in this gap that existed, this 15 feet gap that existed between the walls. And in between these two parallel walls, there were blind rooms and passages that were used as storerooms. Sometimes they were filled with soil or this white clayish sandy marl, which was a sedimentary rock that was made up of clay and lime. They were very sophisticated for their time. This is the first battle that the Israelites were to face against this monstrous city of Jericho. So on paper and in real life, Jericho was impenetrable. And although scripture says that the city dwellers were scared, they probably felt pretty safe in this fortified city. In order to destroy Jericho, the Israelites were instructed by God to march around the city once a day for six days in silence. And on the seventh day, they marched around the city seven times. So imagine being tucked behind these walls and expecting a typical warfare strategy from your enemy. Instead, you see the feared Israelites walking around in silence and then on the final day with trumpets. That would not make you scared. (laughs) You would be like, okay, we don't have anything to worry about. Then when the priests blew the trumpets and the people shouted, the walls collapsed. How unexpected would that have been for the inhabitants of Jericho? People were probably busy about their lives, sleeping, cooking, tending to their children, entertaining, maybe visiting their friends or neighbors. And as the gates of Jericho were shut in, it says the place was described as very much shut This describes that there was a physical defense, but it also represented the spirit of the people, that they were resistant to the plans of God. Comfort can create a place that you don't want to leave. It's comfortable. It's reliable. It's predictable. It's also a place that closes you off to the new that God may want to do in your life. And in America, we live in the land of plenty. It's a land of comfort. We find comfort in our circumstances, in our well-being. We want our physical health to be intact. We want our families to do well. We want financial security, and we want a good quality of life. All of this contributes to our comfort, which means that if our circumstances change, then our comfort level changes. And that's what we never want in life. Even if we don't want to admit it, we don't want our comfort level to change. We don't want our economic state to go below where it is now or too far below. We don't want our housing situations to be uncomfortable. We have a level of comfort that we expect. And when it falls below that, we can sometimes feel like, oh, God has abandoned us. This is not what God wants for us. But we have to have a new perspective. And according to the book of Joshua, the walls fell down upon themselves instead of being battered back into the city. The Israelites then charged into the city and they set it ablaze. And there's archaeological history to support this fact that the mud brick walls fell down in front of the city. And then these bricks formed sort of a ramp that would have allowed the Israelites to climb up into the city After the walls had collapsed. And then Jericho suffered massive destruction because of the fire that was set by the Israelites. And the way that the city was burned is also consistent with the description in the book of Joshua. So if you want to go check out some documentaries on the city of Jericho, it will confirm that the city walls fell and were burned. It was not looted, but burned down to the ground. And the Israelites did not plunder. The city. A lot of the excavations that are found had a lot of storage jars full of grain that had been completely burned along with the building, so that the Israelites did not take anything. And also, there are a lot of archaeological findings about the manner or the destruction at Jericho that were consistent with the conquest narrative that's included in the book of Joshua. And a lot of times when this happens to us, when our comfort levels are burned down, so to speak, when those walls crumble, we come into this realm of an uncomfortable Christianity that we feel should be foreign to us. We expect to sit down in mega churches and be in air conditioned buildings, to be entertained by the choir and worship, to go home Hearing a good message and feeling good about ourselves. But it's not that sort of life that will lead to transformation or the kind of transformation that God is calling for for us. When we are faced with our Jericho walls falling, it causes us to rely on God instead of on ourselves. It causes us to see that we need to serve instead of be served. We need to live lives marked by sacrifice. That's when. Faced, when we're faced with uncomfortable situations, we come to that reality. When we are led into this place where we're not comfortable, we realize that we need to do hard things, to embrace hard truths, to do life with hard people that we don't necessarily want to do to deal with, all for the glory of God, who did the hardest thing of all, which was send His Son into the world to die a death on a cross that he did not deserve for our sins. When God breaks down your Jericho wall, it may be uncomfortable, but it will always be worth it. Do not build up walls of comfort, especially when the discomfort of life kicks in. Because sometimes that discomfort is there to help us unlearn some old ways of thinking or behaving, to stretch us into new areas, to help us to uncover some ungodly traits or characteristics or beliefs that are living in our heart that God wants to transform. Sometimes God wants us to look beyond ourselves to see others who are in need. Other times he wants to push you to become someone who you don't think that you're capable of becoming. Think about Moses, who did not think he was capable of speaking or of going to lead God's people, but God pushed him out of his comfort zone. And maybe God is inviting you to be one who is involved in spiritual warfare for his kingdom. Warfare is never comfortable. An interesting thing about the city of Jericho is that in Joshua 6 and 26, Joshua issued a curse on anyone who would rebuild Jericho. And the curse required that no construction take place on the mound of Jericho from the day that it was destroyed onward. It must remain in ruins as a testament to God's judgment upon the site for the city being resistant to God. And this was fulfilled in the book of First Kings, chapter 16 and 34, when a man named Hiel rebuilt Jericho, but it happened at the cost of two of his sons. 500 years later, he decided to build up Jericho, but he ended up losing two of his sons to death in the process. It's never worth it to rebuild what God is calling us to dismantle. Don't lay again the foundations of the walls of comfort again when God has asked you to remove them. That's it for this episode of Unfolding Words. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on an episode which comes out every Monday. And if you're enjoying the podcast, I'd appreciate it if you leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help other people to determine if the show is worth a listen. And if you have a question about anything you've heard on the show, you can send me an email. I'll leave the link for my email in the show notes, or you can connect with me on Instagram at Unfolding Words. I look forward to joining you again here in this space next week. Until then, may God's word be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. God bless you.